Hey everybody, welcome into the Good Buddies Anime Podcast. I'm your good buddy, Roger. I'm your good buddy, Brandon. And we are through Devilman Crybaby, and we are on to that new anime. Made in Abyss. And it's very good so far. It's adorable, I love it. We watched the first four episodes. I'm so scared it's going to make me sad, but it's so (laughs) cute. It probably is going to get pretty, pretty grim. Like I feel, um, we'll definitely you got, touch you on got, this. You got two kids venturing into a giant pit, but uh, from which returning means death. Yeah, <laughs> like shit, dude. This is not gonna be good. Um, it's gonna bum me out. But I really like it. I really like the art style of it. It's it's not your stereotypical anime art style. Like it's it's got its own unique little thing. Mm-hmm. It's I would say it. There are inspirations there. It's very Ghibli esque. Yeah. Um. I think we were talking before we started how it re- kind of reminded me of, of reminded us of a couple video games. Yeah, Final Fantasy or Star Ocean. Star Ocean, yeah, that fun. was it's good. Yeah, yeah, the art style is very cool, and the like the gear and stuff they wear too is is all really cool. It's all very well drawn, and that first episode in particular, I loved how it didn't open like with an opening. It didn't even have like I think yeah. it didn't even have an it ending theme or nothing. Into it. it just like started. It felt like watching a movie. It was yeah. very well done. It yep. was very cinematic. I loved it. Yeah, so far. Uh, I really like it. the color also. I would like to mention the color in this anime is very good. Mm, let's talk about them colors. And the creatures. Those creatures there's, are rad. There's a, there's a lot of really cool stuff in here, but let's go ahead and break right on into it. Are you saying we're about to break it down? Break it down. Bang, 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 bang. We got episode one of Made in Abyss, the city of the Great Pit. So cool. Yes, so hot. Um, So right off the bat, you know, there's a great pit and there's also a city. You know what? Podcast over. That's good use of context clues, my dude. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, I'm loving it. It just opens right up. We got these two little kids who we quickly Mm -hmm. uh, find are named Nat is a little young man. And Rico is the young uh, the young blonde girl with her adorable little glasses. Look, look. Like little explorer, look like a couple little ice climbers yeah, gonna go on I an expedition. Like her, man, I like her a lot. I like, I like both. I like all I actually, the characters yeah. in this show. So far, every character I've seen, I've really liked. I really enjoy them. Even the ones that have like two minutes of screen time, they're yeah. super cool. Yeah, I'm super into it. But they're they're doing some exploring and they're looking for some relics, and we don't know what all that means yet, but we gonna find out. But yeah, they're you, you find uh particularly if you watch the fucking Netflix. Blurb, you know that they're in this. They're they're searching yeah. through this pit and they're trying to find relics and not stuff. Netflix, and that's how they get. It's on a uh, Amazon Amazon Prime video. Right, right. Uh, Jesus, start over. I fucked up already. <laughs> you really want to start? The- no, not really. <laughs> Cut out where I said fuck though. Fuck, I did it again. Fuck. All right. Um, <laughs> all that's going in. You suck. Um, but yeah, man, we got these adorable kids. They're, they're kind of... fucking up again. That hurts. All right. All I'm right. I'm going to sing a little more songs this time. So anyway, these two adorable <laughs> children who don't say fuck. Yeah, they do, going, they do not. But going, they, are, they do not hesitate to look at each other's penises and ding-dongs. We'll get to that. Yeah. Jesus. Sorry. All right. You know, just hearing that description sounds bad. It does. Sounds bad. It does. All right. The point is, <laughs> you got these kids. They're exploring. Um, they split up. Uh, uh, Rico is like super into finding yeah, this stuff. Artifacts, she's artifacts and, and whatnot and relics. And she's she's so into it, man. That's all she wants to do. She mm-hmm. wants to be the very best like no one ever was. And she's finding stuff. She comes across a skeleton in a praying position. Okay, yeah. Which was terrifying. Yep. 
Oh, good so, God. So that is mentioned again later, and I guess we'll go over it then. But yeah. yeah. It's it's apparently not too uncommon. Yeah. Um, and they're all found praying. They're all found in this weird praying position. And apparently they've been there for a couple thousand years. Two thousand like years yeah. is what they say. But uh, so she goes off somewhere. She finds so much cool stuff. She's got all the relics. Her backpack's so heavy because she's so good at what she do. Yep. She's going back, going to find Nat. Nat apparently has fallen, looks like. He's like bleeding from his head like he's been knocked out or something. Yeah. It was it was a weird... I was like, whoa. Because like at yeah. first, she's like looking for him. She sees him up on this little... Like maybe on a little tiny cliff thing. Yeah. And he's like... He looks like he's just taking a nap. And then she's like, oh no, he's bleeding from the head. Did he fall? Yep. Jesus. And then... Right there. Crimson split jaw. Crimson split your first, jaw. Your first really good look at your one of the neat creatures in this super anime. badass creature thing just floats on over to him. And eats his bag of relics and then goes for him, but she uses her whistle to tweet. She's got a little red whistle to tweet up a storm and scare, get that thing coming after her, which it does. And she takes mm-hmm. the hell off. Loses a bunch of her relics in the process. Real bummer. But um, she ends up like falling down a hole. She's going through these chasms. This thing's chasing her. Mm-hmm. And she's, oh, it's going to eat her. It's just about to... And then apparently Master Chief whips out his Spartan laser and blasts yeah. this thing. I'm charging the lasers. Yeah, dude. All so, right. And you can't see where the laser comes from. No, you just see this crazy a, light. Yeah. And it blasts this beam. thing. And it doesn't doesn't seem to do a whole lot of damage to it, but it like scares <laughs> it off and it flies away. And then she follows the trail of this beam, which has cut through like the petrified trees yeah. and stuff. It's that strong. And finds a little dude. Yeah, a little guy. He's a very strange looking guy. He looks like a little robot boy. Well, he looks like a little boy yeah. with metal arms. Yep. But she quickly deduces, oh, he's not breathing. Does he need mouth to mouth? No, wait. He's like some kind of synthetic skin. What's going on? He's a robot. Yep. Uh, she found a Mega Man. Yep. Um, and it's like super great. And then she manages to like get him. She finds Nat. Nat's like back awake. And that's when you get the little intro song and you see a little bit of an intro. And it feels like, like I said, it feels like a movie. It felt like a really yeah. cool cold open. Yeah. Like, it's super great. Um, and I'm I'm loving it so far. So they end up, like, traveling back to their home, which we we find out pretty soon is some kind of orphanage. Yeah, the Belchero Orphanage. Belchero. It sounds sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and they meet up with my favorite name of anyone in the show, their buddy, Shiggy. Shiggy, Shiggy is so cool because he's got a cool name, cool, cool name. Um, I just wrote down Shiggy. Nice. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a little dork. He's a, he's super cool. Yeah. You love like the little him. dork character. Yeah. That's the one you want to, you want to hang out with. Everybody loved the yeah. Blue Ranger. Um, but yeah, they're, they talk to Shiggy for a bit. They got to sneak back in because like the... Did they call it the the director, I think? Uh, yeah, I think so. There's the leader and then the, the director. The director being this older, clearly, woman who seems very, very stern. Yes, she seems really strict. She real, seems like, real, real trench bomb type. Yeah, like a like maybe a female police officer. Yeah, maybe. She's like very strict. <laughs> she wears all black. She's got this awesome like black and white hair. She looks super cool, but also like she would just slap your knuckles so hard with a ruler if you fucked up yeah i said fuck again sorry it's 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 just gonna keep happening it's all right buddy um our podcast is already marked as we're explicit we're explicit as hell i mean we 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 sealed that with that first show i mean if the kids are watching the kids are watching okay yeah they're they're just that cool it's fine they're just super cool that's how you know they're cool they say fuck (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, they they managed to sneak in with the help of Shiggy and uh, the little bitty baby who we re- we find who's named Kiyuki Kiwi Kiwi. I think that was his name. Yeah, Kiwi. His, his kid's adorable. He's like a little baby. Like he's clearly much younger than them. He's mm-hmm. reading on the on the veranda and he drops his book and that distracts the the yeah, director lady long like enough for him to sneak I would say in. He's probably like three. Yeah, we find out he's that old enough to understand. we find out re- later that Rico is twelve. Presumably, everyone else is about the same age mm-hmm. since they're the same height, roughly, and they're the same like you know level in this class system yeah. that this that this whole thing runs on. So they're all roughly 11, 12, 13, we'd assume. Meanwhile, Kiyui is like a little bitty baby. He's adorable. Go, go, go. And they get inside and we get, a sh- we get a brief scene where they actually like, you see them like in like a classroom. They're all sitting at desks. The desks with our, which are built into the wall. Yeah. What's yeah. that about? It's like a big bunk bed classroom. Is it like? It's pretty cool, man. All the little sets and designs they made for this anime. Why? Are they, is, why are they, is I really mean, neat. it is adorable. It's very cool. It's very like neat scenes and whatnot. Why are there desks on the wall? It seems dangerous. I mean, they're already climbing and sh- crap, I guess. But yeah. still, it's like, all right. It just seems fitting. I would say. Sure. They drew it because it was fitting. And yeah, I this liked this it. this classroom is like they're like maybe you know what? that guy's gonna like it. Like facing the front where the teacher would stand in this classroom slash lecture hall, maybe mm-hmm. it's like maybe about the width. Like if you were sitting in the front row, it's like about as long a room as you'd think. But then it's only like a few feet wide. Yeah, and they're all just on this wall going straight up. Yep, it's it's pretty weird. I, I really do like it though. It's all very, it's all quirky and cute, and I'm, I am into it. It's just odd. They mention uh, that, yeah, this is definitely an orphanage. They mention the name of the orphanage, I think. Um, Belchero. Belchero, yes, sounds sexy. Um, and they mention that uh, one of them, I think the director actually says uh, something about making your parents who fell so nobly proud. So we can assume these are all children. Yeah. Of you know. Other parents are either still in the cave or they are dead. Yeah. What what did they what do they call the people who go into the pit? I forget. Is it it's not like raiders. Cave raiders. Cave raiders is cave raiders. Yeah, man. It's super it's super great. So Oh, and also a few times as they're getting in there, like as they're trying to sneak in, one of the kids meant they mentioned something like Oh man, uh, getting caught and you get caught like with the uh, stealing relics or whatever, and it's gonna be way worse than getting strung up naked. You get strung up naked? Yep. That's how they punish the kids. Apparently, the director actually mentions uh, anyone found hiding relics will be strung up naked. I'm like, they really string them up naked? Yep. Jeebus. It turns uh, out they really do string them up. Yeah, naked. you see that in episode two. Kid gets strung up naked. I mean, you don't see anything. Thank God. Thank goodness. You had to had to throw that one in, yeah. So we don't seem too weird. No, I mean it's a cute show. Weird crap is going on. Speaking of which, after we after that scene where we meet the leader, who's a slightly younger, older than the kids who we've met, but mm-hmm. younger than the director. He's, he's like probably in his twenties. Yeah, he's got to be like twenty three, twenty two, somewhere yeah. in there. Um, we meet them, and then uh, we get a scene. We cut back to Rico and the boys uh, trying to wake up this robot. Uh, and we see it like from the little robot boy's point of view. Uh, they apparently have him hooked up to a damn car battery. Yeah. 
like he's like he's in a damn Stallone movie or something, just like shocking him. Yeah, they sneak him in. They're trying to wake him up, get him to. Yeah, they, it seems like they hit him with like a like a level one charge or something, and he yeah. like you see him like actually from his eye, you see from his perspective, his eyes open. He's like, hey, he's kids. I'm going back to bed. They're like, let's try it on level two. And then right before they hit, it's like, wait, that's level 20. And just destroy his head. They got like diodes hooked up to this kid (laughs) and they just shock the crap out of him. But he's awake. He sure is hell awake now. Yeah. Um, He woke up in a hurry. Woke up in a real hurry. And he's looking around the room. And here's the thing. So then they look, he looks around the room and uh, he's like, where am I? Uh, While Rico's asking a billion questions because she's so fascinated Mm -hmm. by this robot boy. But he's like, where am I exactly? And they're like, oh, you're in our, you're in Rico's room in the, in the orphanage and blah, blah, blah. And he looks around and there's like hooks and knives and crap on the wall. And he's like, you torture people? He's like, oh no, this was an execution chamber that they made into Rico's room because she's always, you know, so so naughty they put her here and i'm like all right what's going on why does this place have an execution chamber yeah what was it before it was an orphanage or was that part of the orphanage what's with the skeletons this show is already it's like you're seeing everything as these kids would is like oh this is interesting oh i've never seen that before how neat and weird but i'm looking at like this is already dark yeah and i'm scared yeah and but you know it's it's good because it, it gets you thinking it does get you thinking. You hope I'm that some terrified. of these questions are going to be answered, I'm, and I'm not sure that they will in the direction they go. Yeah. But you never know. I don't know, man. It's freaky deaky. It really builds a world, though. Like there's, it feels like there's an existing world there, and I think that's really cool. Yes, and they did a really good job of that. Yeah, very much so. Um, so we we get a little bit uh, uh more more experience with uh Reg, who we find yeah. uh, who gets his name in a minute. Are you, are but you saying Reg or Reg? I'm saying Reg. Reg. But, Regu. Uh, Regu. All right. But um, so basically all the kids like run off for a little bit because they they got called or something. They have to go out and uh, Reg's in the room by himself. Um, we get a short scene where he's like he doesn't he, he doesn't seem to know he's a robot. He's just like, oh, I'm just some kid. And then he's like, he's like, man, I'm a robot. And he like looks in his pants. Well, I got a wiener. Mm-hmm. This is the first of many references to the robot boys wiener. Yeah. He he's got the weenie. You what know? a fun show! Yeah. Um. But yeah, he. All these so, kids and them weenies. All these kids. So, uh, Rico comes back. She she hides him. You know, uh, the the leader comes in. The the slightly older the older kid, younger than the director kid, and he's like, "What's going on in here?" And he pulls the cover off of where Reg was, and yeah. there's nothing there. Reg, we find out in that moment, has the sweet bender electrode, like just extendo arms yeah he's got the uh, the inspector gadget thing going. these sweet sweet grappling hooks like he's the dude from uh uh a just cause or something and he's just hanging from the ceiling just reels himself on up to hide it's pretty great man uh this this reg character is awesome um but yeah she she names him reg after uh, once they're alone again says that he's like why reg he's like well, i had a dog named reg okay that's neat yeah he's dead <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, then we're getting toward the end of the episode. Uh, we, she, she takes him out like, yeah, they you know, outside to see or yeah, to see the city like Which at dawn, town, yeah. she takes him out at dawn to see this whole city as dawn is, uh, breaking and it's 
this is a beautiful scene. Like this mm-hmm. very these very densely packed buildings. They're all very very detailed, um, beautifully drawn. This yeah. world, and you see like the sunlight cascade over it, like and the shadows slowly die amidst the the blinding light of the sun. Yeah, the, it's beautiful. The it's a beautiful value scene. This, this anime oh, yeah, is great. very good. It's really great. And then she gives a short short little story of it. Like this is the city of Orth. Uh, it surrounds all these densely packed buildings and houses and whatnot surround this huge pit that's like, what was it, 10,000 meters wide? Something like that? Yeah. It's huge. This huge just hole in the ground. Uh... Uh, in uh, in the in the in, which is on this island in the middle of the I think it's Beluska Sea Beluska Beluska something like that is what they call it the Sea of Beluska mm-hmm. um, and like they call the pit the Abyss and it's awesome and that's yeah. where this episode ends basically they yeah. just check it out and 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 Reg's like whoa I'm a robot and it's super great you get some cool like music stings the music in the show is yeah. awesome. Yeah, you really get to see, like, like this episode does a good job at just setting the atmosphere. It's really great, man. Yeah. I'm really, like, one episode in, I'm in, I'm into it. I want to yeah. see what happens yeah, next. I it's really great. Yeah, I one episode trying to figure out what we're going to watch out, or watch next. Uh, this is what we landed private. on. Yeah, and this is what we landed on. Because I was really taken by, by the art style in this first episode. Um, and overall, just the way that everything is kind of kind of done in this anime. The characters are all really good. There's no annoying characters thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you I'm, nervous about the bunny girl that keeps showing up? No, in the, I'm super, super. <laughs> I can't wait to run into her. Girl. She's gonna be great. The the bunny character, the, the Viera oh, dude. There's another Final Fantasy character right there. All right. You ever play Final Fantasy Twelve? I love Final Fantasy you Twelve. Ever seen Fran? I love Fran. She's like a little Fran, dude. I love Fran and her and all her sisters and other bunny friends. Mm-hmm. It's really great. It's really, really great. Good, some good game. looking bunnies right there. All right. <laughs> It's a great show. Balthier was cool. He had that gold vest and his raver jewelry. Anyway, this isn't the Final Fantasy Twelve podcast. Let's go on to episode two. What's it called, Roger? Resurrection Festival. Resurrection Festival. So this is a pretty great one. First of all, Resurrection Festival got me a little scared because who who died? Yeah. And why are they coming back? But um, it's pretty great. It opens with a, a bit where uh, Rico is talking about this star compass she has, which mm-hmm. they mentioned uh, in the first episode briefly. It's a relic that she hung on to. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. You're going to get nope. in trouble. But well, she does well, They anyway. also mentioned plenty of times that she gets herself into a lot of trouble. Yeah, she clearly don't care. Um, yeah, she don't give no dang. And she's mentioned, I think she even mentioned in that first episode that, you know, her whole goal is to become a white whistle. But you find out in this episode what that means exactly. Yeah. She wants to be a white whistle like her mother. But you don't get much more information than that. So this one starts with her talking about this star compass, a mysterious compass. It's like this cool little ball. It looks like a wonder ball, if you Mm -hmm. remember those, with like this thing floating in it that's just pointing straight up. But is it pointing up or is it pointing down? Like which end of it is doing the pointing? And that's what she's asked. And no matter how you move it, it it always points that way. It's always pointing down, she says now. Um it's really great. And then we actually finally we finally get to see the actual opening of the show, which is really cool. A lot of cool scenes, a lot mm-hmm. of cool colors. You get a couple of shots of what appears to be the underground. The closing too. Oh yeah. It's the all songs very are good. Awesome. It's very, very good. Um but yeah, we get our we get our uh our opening there and then 
we get a brief uh, description of this mysterious sickness, the curse of the abyss. The curse of the abyss. Which goes like this. There are several layers. Uh, if you go to the... Uh, the curse of the abyss appears to be like coming up is what messes you up. It's kind of yeah. like if you dive too deep and you come up too fast, you get the bins or whatever yeah. and you start puking up pink crap. Yep. That's a bad time. You can you can die from that very easily. But it's uh when you have like too much carbon dioxide in your bloodstream. Yeah, it's like the pressurization like yeah. and stuff. It's it's pretty wild. Good good good. Can kill good, you. Good way to die. Not a good way to die. Horrible way to die. Just don't do it. Good way to get killed. Um but so the sickness starts like this. First layer, if you come up, then you might get some mild dizziness, whatnot. Second mm-hmm. layer, going down and coming back up, you got nausea, headache, numbness in the extremities. Fourth layer, they skip over third. Apparently, maybe the same as second or third, uh, or second or what? Yeah. Fourth, but the fourth layer, you'll get some intense pain, some beating, bleeding, bleeding um, from the eyes, bleeding from the eyes. Said. Little yeah. picture is yeah, it's pretty rough. And then going down to the sixth layer and coming back. They say, quote, loss of humanity or death is possible. Now, loss of humanity, I thought was an interesting one. And they mentioned later, um, I mean, we'll get to that, but they mentioned something called a hollow, capital H hollow, which maybe, maybe you like just go maybe you lose all mental capacity and mm-hmm. whatever that that sounds like a loss of and humanity that came to me. across a hollow yet yeah that's a, that's a that's something that we see later but yeah pretty pretty wild stuff these first few episodes had have, have a lot of exposition which i'm very thankful for but man it makes for some some long notes in my little book here. yeah um so here comes another great scene where we talk about the robot boys anatomy um so apparently while he was passed out before they woke him up, Rico was doing some research as you do mm-hmm. on the robot. She talks about how his his skin is uh made of this very this interesting material that that is very resistant to damage. It doesn't like and his his arms while they're made of metal, uh it's this very weird flexible metal and it even broke a couple drills. His hair and skin are both resistant to fire. Yep. He's like fire drill what yeah, were you doing like, yeah. to me? Jesus. He's He's, he's, he's trying to sleep. He's slowly getting more and more freaked out by what he hears. And then comes this great line. Uh, I couldn't see inside his butthole. <laughs> yeah. And his eyes are huge at this point. They, they draw him up real big. It's like, Jesus. I mean, I guess. They do the emotion on his face perfectly. They do it very good. Like he's consistently getting more and more freaked out. He's like, like his just, belly button seems normal, but I could not see inside his butthole. That's the line. Yeah. She she went full doctor on this one. She uh, she didn't couldn't tell how deep it was. Broke a measuring stick inside of him. Also, his penis is fairly normal. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, his penis appears to be a normal human. Penis. It's like we keep talking about yeah, keep so, talking about this robot boy's yeah, so button is wiener. This kid, this robot boy, is a heavy sleeper. Okay, because well, I guarantee <sighs> you, man, it doesn't matter if I'm awake or if I'm asleep. Somebody gets around the weenie, okay? The weenie senses are going off. <laughs> I'm flying out of bed. Oh, my God. Strange danger. Get well, away see, from my weenie. I mean, <laughs> fair enough. Absolutely true. I'm with you there. But see, that's the thing is that we don't... They She mentions um, also that he can apparently run off food or electricity. electricity yep. So we know that they shocked him. They apparently shocked him at level one. And that's when we get the kind of, uh, I'm going back yeah. to sleep. Like, he was kind of awake. So... One can assume that before that he was com- maybe he was completely devoid of energy, so it makes sense that he would be basically a lifeless doll at that point. Yeah. At which point she apparently had her way with him. Yeah. Um, and then we find out we uh, from there I would assume that maybe. Well, I don't that think big, they have to electrocute him to wake him up. He, well, they definitely do though. Like that's the thing. Like we don't we don't know that they don't, but 
after that big laser blast, maybe he was out of energy and was just like yeah. little more than a mannequin. Yeah. And then shocking him got some power and that's why I woke up. Because they hit him level one. After they hit him with level one, we find out is when he was kind of drowsy. And then when they hit him level 20, uh, dude's awake. Yeah. Dude's all the way woke. So maybe maybe it's like there's a battery cell in there or whatever and he can sleep and wake up normally with the, the charge. Assuming because he doesn't run out of power. Yeah, because there, there is a scene later on where uh, in a later episode, I won't go too far into mm-hmm. it, but... He's he asleep and arm yeah, and, and he, yeah, wakes, he wakes up quite up, quickly yeah. because he was on like high alert mode at that point. But yeah, um, so yeah, interesting though. It's it's an interesting thought. I didn't yeah. look at it that way. I would. That's definitely how I'm thinking of it. Like that laser. If if anything's gonna drain charging the lasers, <laughs> he definitely fired his laser. But if anything's gonna drain your energy down to zero, it's a laser capable of shooting through several petrified trees and a cliffside mm-hmm. and nailing this freaking red. What was it called? Red snapjaw. Uh, Something like that. Jaw. Split Crimson jaw. Split Crimson jaw. split jaw. That was a cool thing. Um, yeah, so they looked at his weenie. The, the other Brooke kids. Ruler in his butthole. The other kids who were there, uh, Nat, Nat and, uh, um, and Shiggy. And Shiggy, uh, one of them, I think Nat mentions, uh, don't worry, man, I got the ruler out. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, they were like, we tried it. We, we tried to we stop tried to her. Stop her. Yeah. We got the ruler out. She's a little, she's a little, she's a little explorer. She was exploring your cave. Yeah. Oh, no. She, she was created the cave, dude. That's terrible. She, Oh she god! Raided his cave, this man. freaking show. All right, so now they decide. Well, we got to get this. This kid's got to be with us. He's got to be one of us. This little robot boy. He looks to be their age, even though he's a robot. Mm-hmm. So they they basically decide we got to get him into the orphanage. He has to become a cave raider with us. He want he's got to be with us. So they I, I wrote down the con is on. They they got him to dress up kind of, you know, take that take that crazy helmet he's got off. Yeah. Uh can't really cover up those metal arms, but they put him in like some rags and whatnot and have him approach the uh they're they're watching from a bush while he approaches the uh the orphanage and talks to leader and explains oh yeah well i'm from a foreign country and i was living with my sister in the slums and i was a rag picker i think is what they call them yeah it's kind of like a cave raider but you're picking rags yep. you, you're just going through everyone else's trash basically and uh blah 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 and leader's like all right well what's up with those arms Oh, um, foreign technology. technology. I have amnesia. I don't remember remember anything. I think I was injured or something. And I got, and he's like, well, make a, can you make a fist? And he does with his little metal hand. He's like, you got a good grip. All right. You're in kid. And they, he, he says, all right, well, come on in. And they, they set him up. They give him a room and everything. Uh, he apparently ends up staying with, um, Rico most of the time though. We get some shots of her, of them, like, you know, sharing a bed. Yeah. Um, and we, we got, go into a brief we montage. We got some young co-ed living there. Yeah, it feels weird when you say it. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen my it's good buddy weird, Roger. Dude. I don't know if you've ever seen my good buddy Roger in real life, but he looks like he does stuff to kids. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. I mean, it's the... it's. I do not look like that. You don't... No. You give me a break, dude. I'm giving you a break. That is that is some cool shit, dude. You don't. You don't. I mean, I look like a perfectly normal human being. I do not look like I'm I go just, out diddling okay, kids. Okay? You don't look like you diddle kids. I will say that if you saw, if you were at the grocery store and there was a couple there and they had a kid with them, if you said, "Hey, cute kid," they would get him away from you. Yeah, because they're awful people. <laughs> if you were to do something like that, you're an awful person, and I don't want you on my podcast. Well, what are you doing here, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Surely, Brandon, 
You would not be that kind of person. I don't know what you're talking about. Surely you would not be that kind of person. Anyway, so we get this great little um, montage of scenes of uh, Rico, like, you know, getting into trouble, uh, showing showing Reg how to do stuff, I've et I've raised children, mind you. I have helped raise children. I've moved on, sir. <laughs> I have moved on. Fine, keep going. All right. I'm just going to so, sulk over here. Anyway, we get this great little montage of like Rico getting into trouble. We actually do see her get strung up naked. Lord have mercy. Yep. With, with the director lady like standing in the background like, hey, hey, hey. Maybe you should question her diddling kids. You know, I was going to say we could cut all that out, but if you keep bringing it up, it's going to be kind of hard to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so then we, we get a scene where, um, Rico's looking through like a telescope at some birds. And as soon as I saw, oh, it's a little bird and she's, it's like mama bird. It's a, what do they call them? Hammerbeaks, yeah, I think hammer is what beak. they call them. Um, they mentioned them in episode one, hammer too. Hammerbill. It's Hammerbeak. I think it's Hammerbeak. Yeah. yeah. We see like what appears to be a mama Hammerbeak bringing some little food to her baby Hammerbeaks. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that bird gonna get ate. And mm-hmm. it does. It gets snatched up by some kind of big dragon looking thing. Yeah. She didn't know the name of it. Yeah. She doesn't even name it. It's like apparently from deeper in the pit. Apparently uh, these beasts and monsters and whatnot kind of fly up from the pit to find them some. Yeah, it's from deeper. It's from a bit deeper down. But um, yeah, we find that we realize that then she's in the shop of Aunt Laffy is what her name is. It's been apparently two months since that last bit. And uh, Habo, Uncle Habo, Habo, Uncle Habo is coming on home. From his Habo Hotel. Somebody's going to get that reference. Um, but yeah, he's been, he's a, he's apparently a black whistle. Yeah, he who's, wants to become a white whistle. Wants to be a white whistle, Lafay says. And um, he's coming home from his expedition. He's coming on back and it's a big deal. So there's a big crowd, you know, uh, we see this, we see the, uh, oh, there is a brief scene there in the shop where um, Reg is in there like sweeping or something and some guy comes in and he like, he's asking for a thing and Reg just like, without even thinking about it, just goes, and grabs it with yeah. his extendo arm off the shelf and they're like and nobody sees it mm-hmm. but on Lafayette's like whoa you're really fast huh so then we we cut to the Habo coming coming back from his expedition apparently um his big like gondola thing like raises up him and a bunch of other people come out and he's holding something and it's it's like a little it's some yeah. kind of it looks like a little box it, and on top not of very it clear about how high and low those gondolas go too. yeah and that's what i'm curious we about. would assume fairly deep he is a black whistle the one mm-hmm. that he came off of yeah so or maybe it like goes there, down to this level a, there and is there's a another level one of whistles i don't yeah. know if it's explained yet. they explain it right after okay. this but um yeah he he's got this like what appears to be some kind of box and he's got on top of it is this little white thing and as it as you get a closer shot you see that it's a big white whistle and uh rico and and reg she pulls reg up to the front of the crowd so they can get a good look at habo or habo whatever his name is and um they see this white whistle and they're like, Oh, what's that? What's going on? And then somebody in the crowd says, Hey, Hey, I know what that that's Liza. Is it Liza? Yeah. Liza, Liza the destroyer. I think the annihilator. They call her oh, Liza, Liza, the annihilator. That's her whistle. Liza, the annihilator. Whoa, no way. She was like the best. And we find out, Oh, that's Rico's mom. So mm. we can assume that since her whistle's gone, she is indeed dead. I mean, we, yeah. we assume that already, but we find out then it goes into a bit where you see like this guy putting on a puppet show for a bunch of kids and he explains the different levels of whistles. Mm-hmm. Do you want to name them off, Roger? We got the red whistle. 
who are the apprentices. Yep. Um, is it is there is it Blue Whistle next? Blue Whistle, who are the uh, who are proficient uh, cave raiders. Uh, I can't remember if Black is next or if there's one. They call it Black. Moon. Moon whistle, moon which whistle, is what the director right. is. Yeah, the it's director. a purple whistle, and the director is a moon whistle. They are the assistant instructors. Then black whistle, who are the experts. Yep. And, and finally, finally the white whistle, who are the masters. Nobody dives deeper than them. Yep. And we find out, uh, I think, a little bit after this that uh, at a certain point, when you're when you're a white whistle, at a certain point, you end up going crazy deep uh, down to level six, mm-hmm. which is often called your final dive. I think they call it. Yep. It's like, you know, hey, we know we're probably not coming back, but we're going for it. And they do go for it. Um, Apparently, Rico went, uh, not Rico's mom went 10 years ago uh, when Rico, we find out, was two years old. So we know she's 12. Uh, The director, uh, not the director, the leader, leader talks to her for a little bit because leader was actually her apprentice. Liza, Mm -hmm. the the Annihilator's apprentice. And he doesn't have very nice things to say about her right off the bat. Oh, no. She apparently uh, was a heavy drinker, a, a hearty fighter, and you couldn't really trust anything she said. Um, she was pretty wild, it sounds yeah. like. I want to party with Liza. Yeah, she, that sounds like a good freaking time. You want to get annihilated with her, dude. Hell yeah. You want to raid your cave, man. All right, that's a little far. <laughs> But yeah, she seems like super rad. She uh, apparently was ten years ago was her final uh, her final dive. Uh, two years before that, she actually oh he mentioned that you know uh, we see uh, Rico always wearing these glasses. They don't they're not actually corrective lenses. Her, her eyes are messed up or like she doesn't have perfect mm-hmm. vision, but only because they're they're just these crystals. They're not actually lenses at all, like in in the sense that we have curved lenses that adjust your vision. They're just literally flat bits of crystal that help her see things without hurting her eyes because we find out she was literally dun-dun-dun, made in abyss. Mm -hmm. She was born down there. She was born down there. She was born in the abyss 12 years ago. that her eyes have something to do with the curse of the abyss. Mm -hmm. That she, she she apparently had some of that sickness. Of course, her very first question is, does that mean I'm resistant against it? Yep. Because she wants to go down there, man. She wants to go all the way down. She wants to go all the way down. uh, Particularly later. But she, so we find out that what happened is, uh, Ten years ago was Liza's last dive. Two years before that, she was on a dive. Um, Torka, who was a black whistle, it was Rico's father, mm-hmm. who I believe during that uh, during that 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 dive when uh, Rico ended up being born uh, died. I think they mentioned, yeah. but she was down there. She she was pregnant when she went on that dive. She was down there for more than nine months. Down, ten, down there ten months, I believe, and. Yeah, it was a 10-month expedition. So, obviously, if she was pregnant when she went down, mm-hmm. that baby coming out. And the baby did come out. She had a baby in the abyss, and they had a special relic that they had found, a very, a very, very rare one, apparently. Yeah, that bell. It was like a big bell that they put her in because it was, uh, oh, it was like an egg thing, wasn't it? Oh, yes, The bell yes. The bell's what she was looking for. Yeah, the bell's she was looking, she looking for the bell. What she had was this the big, egg crazy yeah, egg-looking thing that they put her in because... Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, anything that's inside there uh, isn't affected by the curse while it's there. Mm-hmm. So that's what they did. She was born. They kept her in this big egg thing to keep her from... 
uh, any getting hurt or whatever. Out. I don't know. They had to they had to like put a put a put a bird in there or a monkey and mm-hmm. test it. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, we took a uh, we took a dog down. This is this is little Lyca. We took her down, brought her back up, and she fell over immediately. Well, put put the put the next one in the egg. Oh, he's fine. Hey, all right. Yeah. And that's how they did it. Animal testing. Um. But yeah, they end up. They end up uh, keeping keeping little baby Rico alive. They yeah. bring her back up. It's apparently very rough going though, because one Liza we find out didn't find that bell. Yep. She also lost pretty much her entire team. Torca, her black whistle husband boyfriend. We don't know if they were married, but he died as well. Pretty much the whole team died except for one other person who helped her get that relic with Rico inside of it back to the surface. Mm-hmm. She gave up everything she had to make sure that Rico lived. And then two years later, maybe out of guilt, we it's not really explained or maybe out of some duty to her fallen comrades. She went back down for her final dive and she did not come back. Nope. She, she has not come back at all. Now it's kind of left a little open too, because something comes with the whistle. There is a document as well, mm-hmm. but we don't get to see it yet. Yeah. Not yet. We only know that there was a letter and Rico says, well, it was a letter from my mom. And Habbo's explaining this to her back at the back at the orphanage, I yeah. believe. And he says, well, yeah, for all intents and purposes, it's a letter from your mom. And she ends up getting to uh, I, I did write down Liza was kind of a bad mom, sounds like. Yeah. But apparently a very good one that she gave up everything to make sure her child survived. But um, she ends up uh, getting to see this and she takes uh, she takes um, Reg with her to go see this letter. The, the next day she's going to get to see it. And she goes and there's a big, there's like a fancy building. They go and it looks like a big courthouse or something. Mm-hmm. Guy lets him in. He's like, be careful. Don't touch anything. And they see all these papers strewn out with all these pictures of these beasts and different things from different levels and yep. explanations of these levels. One thing is a picture of a humanoid figure that looks exactly like Reg. Yeah. With his helmet and his little cloak on. Now, now Rico is, she's like, well, some of the, the technology or the, the mechanical working is different, but it does look like you. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell by the crude little drawing. In the crude there. drawing, it looks exactly yeah, it looks like just him. just like him. Apparently, she's got a very good eyes. Yeah. Uh, despite her glasses, her crystal glasses. But yeah, this thing looks exactly like Reg, so something's going on in there. Was it him? Was it someone else? We, was, uh, we don't know. We were assume someone else because she says some of the technology is different, but it looks exactly like him and then there's one other thing a note that is just written out in script no pictures no nothing it's just a big note on a big piece of paper that says at the netherworld's bottom i'll be waiting yeah and rico apparently right then says i'm going this is for me yeah this is for me for me i'm going all the way down baby and then we get a sweet little closing theme and super cute yep episode so you got, three you got a little hint there at the end of that one that maybe maybe she is still alive now mm-hmm. you don't know if that's a full note or if there's any more to it you know what's going on with it but you do rico takes it like it's it's gospel like she's down there alive she's going to find her yeah she's rico if the you haven't figured it out her, yet, yeah rico if you haven't think. figured it out is very impulsive and very curious about everything yes. that has to do with this pit she never wants to be away from reg because he's so cool he's so interesting this is something that came out of the pit or so she's so certain and definitely appears to be so she must know more about him she must know she wants to get down there and find find her mom she's so sure that her mom's down there now with this note she 
absolutely wants to know everything. And she's also incredibly impulsive and doesn't seem to think a whole lot before she makes a decision. And when she makes that decision, she sticks to it. She's a yep. very fun character is what I'm saying. Yeah, I and like I love lot. it. Uh, so so episode three. Episode three, Departure. Departure. Which starts with... Uh, all the kids back at the at the orphanage, all the all the main kids we met, and Rico, little sticky fingers Rico, straight up snatched that note. Yeah, Don't touch anything. She's... You're not supposed to touch anything. No, she straight up snatched it. It's yeah, for you her. Think, you think they would have better security on something? You like think? That too. And she she goes as far as to say, "Oh no, it's for me. It's a note for me. It's mine. Yeah, it's my note. My mom wrote it. For my me. mom wrote it for me. I'm so sure." Like, it's really, she just straight up snatched it. I wrote down these damn kids because they get in each other's face. She's like saying, oh, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to go down. I'm going to go and explore. And I'm going to find my mom. My mom's down there and I know it. And, of course, Nat, trying to be the voice of reason, I mean, he, he tells her, look, you know you can't do that. You can't just leave. She's she's definitely dead. Mm-hmm. Like, he's being real with and he's her. being, yeah, he's being, he's real. being, I mean, he's right in all likelihood. She's gone, man. Um, I think it's actually, actually a bit after this that, uh, they actually talk about that. Let's see. I got so many notes, but they actually, um, you know, when, when, uh, Shiggy is explaining like, well, you know, the farther down deep you go, then you're going to die when you come back, et cetera, et cetera. She went down six level. If she mm-hmm. went any further than that, she's almost certainly already gone. Yep. So. Yeah, it's pretty rough, man. They get all in each other's face. They're screaming and crying. It's yeah, it's really uh, uh, really rough. Rico is very upset about it. Um, about that statement, and but, then uh, through the talk of her going down, Reg says, "Hey, I'm gonna go with you." Yeah, because now I'm curious, and also I might have come from there, and I want to know more about me as well. Yeah, a little bit later. Plus, I can protect you. A little bit later, he starts getting a little existential. Like he doesn't really remember anything he wants to know who he is yeah. and why he's here and why did he come up here and if he's from there yeah. why did he etc etc uh we get a few shots of them checking out the uh the notes that uh liza had left uh she talks about a seven-tailed scorpion in the fifth layer sea of corpses uh this this giant uh i think she called it a i don't remember an emperor like scorpion or scorp- is it well she scorpion? called that one she called that one a. Uh, some kind of scorpion thing, but there was another thing. It was like a big turtle, yeah, I think. Uh, an emperor like shell or something. Something like that. Like that. Who yep. sh- and she mentions its shell being resistant to iron rain. There's iron rain. I want to yeah. get down there and see that crap. That sounds awesome. She also. We then see that bit where we had the thing and it looked emperor an awful lot. Shell. That sounds right. something like that. But we see that bit where she talks about uh, that clip where we see the picture of the thing that looks an awful lot like Reg, and she says this some kind of uh, humanoid thing. She saw it just looking at her and it didn't approach. It didn't attack. It just looked at her. There's also mention of other uh, foreign raiders coming from other lands who she was dealing with. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons she was down there. She was so good at clearing these guys out and fighting them and getting rid of them. And she says, it doesn't appear to be a foreign raider. She doesn't know what it is. It's, she also says it doesn't appear to be a hollow, which that's where we get that losing humanity. Like, what's going on there? Yeah. Is that what the hollows are? Is this Dark Souls now? What is going it's on? It's absolutely Dark Souls, baby. But, uh, yeah, she she's very confused about it, but she doesn't say anything more, really. Um, just that she doesn't know what it is, but it's it's staring at her, and she, she wrote that down and drew the picture. So then we see uh, now um, Reg 
no longer wearing the little bell he has to when he uh, first showed up. He's got himself a little red got whistle. Got himself a little red whistle. He's been taking them lessons. Oh, yeah. And he goes on his first little cave raid uh, down in the very, you know, top the the, the like top the, reaches of yeah, the of the first level is where yeah like they don't go more than 400 meters down they are kids but this is how we find out this is how the um the orphanage stays afloat is that they send the kids out you got to work for that living you got to work for your home mm-hmm. and they they find stuff even if it's just small stuff near the surface they find it they manage to sell it because uh nat even says when when Reg starts finding all these weird squishy things, uh, he says, well, is it junk? If it's junk, can I keep it? And he says, no, 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 you can't keep anything. Even junk like that is going to sell for a lot overseas. Someone's going to want it. Yeah. That's how they do it. It's basically like like yeah, antique finding, shopping. Yeah, like, little, uh, little squishy like stress animals or something. Yeah, and he finds several of them of them in the same spot. He also finds another one of those skeletons in a praying position. Yeah, that's when we learn about the 2000 they've been there for 2000 years mm-hmm. and all of them are praying. Yeah, they're all found in these positions where they're laying there praying and they're all they're usually like, you know, in little in very confined little caves or like maybe under something mm-hmm. like they were like they were entombed there or something. It's really odd um and kind of creepy. Yeah. Like it's pretty freaky deaky. Um but yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Nat tries to freak out Reg with a little ghost story about kids dying on their birthdays. Yeah, if they look in the mirror. They look in the mirror, they'll see their necks twisted and then they inevitably die on that day. Yep. Maybe in different ways, but they all die on the birthday. It's really messed up. And he, he laughs and says, look at this, look at this robot boy getting all uh, sweating because uh, he's so scared. And I'm like, does he sweat? The robot sweats? This yeah. is interesting. Thanks, thanks, Nat, you little jackass. Um, so the, the uh, Reg has very real emotions and feelings. Yeah. He ob- he clearly has. Yeah. I mean, he is sentient. I would certainly say. sentient. Absolutely, yeah. he has feelings. He has emotions. He apparently sweats. He's got that wiener. Um, you know, we don't really fully know what's going on with him. I think in a later episode he mentions he has to go pee, so he does pee. Yeah. Like he's got bodily functions stuff, and I'm like, well, is he a robot? Was he something else? Was he turned into a robot? Yeah, Boy, maybe, like what's really maybe going he on made here? Into the final level. Maybe if you go down far enough, you get squishy weird skin and cool metal arms that can that are resistant to drills and fire. Who knows? Maybe we will. You get that regular old weenie. You get you get that wiener. You can't mess with the wiener. <laughs> um but yeah, it's uh it's really interesting stuff that we may or may not get answers to eventually. Um so then a little more exposition. These first three episodes, man, a lot of exposition. Uh, we get Shiggy talking, uh, telling us about the levels of the abyss. Mm-hmm. First level, the edge of the abyss. So this is where we see, like, that's where they spend most of their time. It goes down how many, like a thousand, four, fourteen hundred meters, yeah. thirteen hundred meters, something like that. I don't have the the exact. Yeah, I don't either. Now, but, um, I just have the names and the, and we'll the just names say of the it's levels. It's the first level. It's the one that the kids are allowed to. Yeah, explore. just just not that far down, but they can go there. Yeah. The further down you go, the more like wildlife and stuff you're going to encounter. So you don't want to go too deep if you're a small child with armed with yeah, a little more than first, a red whistle. The first level, and a, even then, you can get sick. You see, uh, was it Nat or was it Shiggy? He he's he's in that area and he vomits. I think it's Nat. Oh yeah, yeah, Nat, uh, Nat. Uh, uh, drops his cookies when he's yep. when they're coming back when him and uh, Reg are coming back from their little expedition. He's just straight honks. He's just straight up honks, dude. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Reg is completely unaffected, as as one would assume. Yeah, he's trucking. Yeah, he's just down. He's just all right. See ya. No, he he helps him get back up there. It's really it's a cute scene. 
uh, when you see that dude straight up honk one. Oh, I definitely, this is actually right before when, when by right, right before they start talking about the levels of the abyss is where we get just a nasty, nasty scene where they're talking about, um, uh, this is where Reg says that he's absolutely going to go with Rico down to the thing. And Rico, uh, she didn't want to ask him. She starts crying and she hugs him. Oh, I didn't want to ask you. Like, she didn't want to trouble him mm-hmm. with that. But she really did want him to go with her, particularly since he's, you know, so cool and so strong. And when she comes away from this hug, there's a huge snot drip yeah, coming she, off yeah. his hair yeah, he's got a from huge... her nose into his hair. And they leave that boogie connected for a good few for scenes. Like a good for like eight, yeah. nine lines of dialogue. It's just hanging there. Yeah, they, just, they 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 go uh, all nasty. in, all in on that boogie, dude. Ooh, they go deep on that boogie, bro. <laughs> it's pretty gross. I, I loved just, it though. I just wrote down gross, but then uh, eventually it does come off, and um, uh, yeah, uh, Shiggy is going over the levels of the abyss. So first level is the edge of the abyss. Second is the forest of temptation. Uh, there's apparently sounds this is tempting. sounds really mm-hmm. rad. Uh, this is there's a scene like during the um during the opening that I guess shows a bit of the forest of temptation. Yep. You see these these upside down trees, and I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, this seems like some Roger. That seems to get wonky. Roger seems like he'd be into some hollow earth theory. This seems like something he'd be doing. <laughs> some you upside know it, down dude. trees. You know it. Oh god, this guy. Uh, Later on, they got waterfalls that flow up. Hell yeah. Uh, Third level is the Great Fault, which is just this huge, like, sheer cliff that just goes straight down. (laughs) Wow. Oh, man, my fault. (laughs) Hey, it was great, your fault. Uh, Fourth is the Goblet of Giants, which they don't really describe very much, but we just know it's called the Goblet of Giants. Fifth is the Sea of Corpses, and sixth, the Capital of the Unreturned, which one can assume being the sixth level and knowing that's as far as anyone's going, you know, coming back and dying. I think Black Whistles can only go to level five. Yeah, Black Whistles don't go past level five. Sixth is where the White Whistles go for their final dive. That's that's the end of it. Yeah. That's when they know they're not coming, they're probably not coming back, but they're getting something out of it. I can't wait to see these places, Oh, I really want to. I'm dying to see them. Yeah, like, this is a good show. It's getting you really amped for stuff that you know is in all likelihood coming but man i don't really want to see it um so yeah this i think this is where we have the scene with um uh because like before i think it was just nat saying he's against her leaving and then this one after shiggy explains the sixth level where the final dive or whatever that's where you go when you you're definitely not coming back Mm -hmm. this is where uh nat gets all up in uh rico's face saying no you can't go i mean you heard him she's if you go to the sixth level you don't come back your mom's dead and he just he's trying to be reasonable he's trying so hard to be reasonable but he definitely just comes off like a like an asshole like he's just being hurtful to her even though he's trying so hard to convince her, no, please don't yeah, he's go. He's trying to protect his friend. He's trying to protect his friend. He's trying to be a and good even, guy. They even mentioned too, um, if you go down to the second level, at that point they will not search oh, for yeah. you. They consider if you, it suicide. A, a red whistle or a below, or like just a normal person who mm-hmm. has no training. If you go past second, if you go to second level, you're not. No one's looking for you, man. Yeah, you are. It's too considered dangerous. suicide. At that point, you are you are a risk to other people. Yeah, to go. it's too too risky to go for you. So see you, dude. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. Um, so then, uh, 
we this is the whole scene here is that uh, Rico and Reg are saying they're gonna leave like that night or, or yeah. the, early the next morning or whatever. So they're all they're all getting ready to sneak out, and they do sneak out. Uh, as they're sneaking out, Reg uh, goes back into like goes into he the says orphanage. He's do something real yeah, quick. he wants to. He goes to try and find Nat because he wants to you know tell him bye. He says bye to Kiwi, the little mm-hmm. baby. He gets stopped by leader. Oh, before he tells Kiwi bye though. He tells him uh, it's, it, it's Kiwi almost mentions his birthday. it's his birthday the next day. Yeah, and and Reg's like, hey, hey, don't look in any mirrors, man. Yeah, whatever you do, do not look in any mirrors on the, on the morning of your birthday. He's like, why not? It's like, just don't, man. Just trust me. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Oh my god, it was a good little bit of connection from something it was you a thought really wasn't going to come back. It was a really yeah. cute scene. Um, so then Reg gets stopped by um. Leader by leader, leader who is patrolling as he always does. He says, and Reg's like, uh, I had to go to the bathroom. All right, well, where's where's Rico? I I don't see her anywhere. And he's like, she also uh, had she, to she had to go to the bathroom too. She had to poop. She had to poop. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, really? And he's like, she has the runs. <laughs> <laughs> great, great cover, Reg. I and love then, this kid. And then he's he's like he tells him to go monitor the situation. <laughs> it's really great. Um. So yeah, he manages to he manages to sneak out. He meets up with uh, Shiggy and Rico. Shiggy apparently just planning to see them off. Uh, he's he's not going, but he just wants to make sure they get where they're going safely yeah. at least. Um, so as they're traveling, they they mention no, we're not going through the main gate because that's going to be too heavily guarded. But apparently, there's a spot in the slums where you can get down there because the slums, while they're not. While not home to anyone who's like particularly trained, they are rag pickers, as we said. So they have their little spots where they'll go down, but it seems pretty dangerous. Yeah. And uh, as they're getting ready to go there, they stop and we see this little figure come out also wearing a cloak. This cloak has like these crazy flops coming off it that look like bunny ears. It's super cute. And Rico's just to me like Nat and he pulls this thing and he's like, yeah, it's Nat. And he doesn't, he's clearly, you know, not comfortable with what's happening. He doesn't want her to go because he's so sure that she's going to die. It's going to be here terrible. But he says, he says he wanted to apologize. And Rico still with a stern look on her face says, I forgive you. Just immediate forgiveness. She didn't want to, she says she didn't yeah, want to didn't leave. leave it open yeah. like that. She wanted to, she wanted to have this talk and she's really glad that he's there. And it's just adorable. She's yeah. like so quick to forgive and it's, it's really great. Yeah, and you really get a sense of, like, Nat at this point. Like, he definitely has strong feelings for his friends. And, yeah, and clearly Rico, so. Seems, yeah. And he really, he's so afraid for them, but he knows that this is what she wants, and he's, yeah. he knows he can't stop her. Yep, she's going to do it one way or another. Yeah, it's, this this show's going to make me cry. Um, so then they head on through the slums. Nat gives a little backstory. He's actually from the slums. He was originally there. He came with his sister. His sister died and et cetera, et cetera. And Reg realizes, oh, he straight up gave me his backstory. Good God. Like it's, yep. it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting moment. Like you see like the level of connection these these kids have. Yep. It's really great, man. The show's like the show's doing a lot of really good character development and I'm, I'm feeling it, man. I like it a lot. Um, Nat still has this goofy bunny hat on when they say their goodbyes and everybody's tearing up a little bit. Um, and Nat seems like he wants to say something to her. Like he wants to try and stop Rico from leaving again. But then we see Rico and she says, it, uh, says it's okay. And you see her and she's 
got more tears in her eyes than she than he does. Yeah, she's clearly very upset about leaving too, but she she feels like it's something she has to do, and she says to him that it's okay because no matter where we go, we have the abyss. We're connected by the abyss. We'll always have the abyss, Nat. It's really it's really interesting, and yeah. uh, he says, "Well, you're at it again," and she's like, "Yep, I'm at it again," and I'm like, "Back at it again at the big pit." <laughs> <laughs> And this episode has the it has one of those really great outro scenes. Yeah, where it just the credits they, start rolling as yeah. they're saying saying these lines and stuff. Again, the show like it's very the production values are great. It's very well done. It's very the only word I have for it is cinematic. It feels like you're watching a movie. Cool. It's very cool. It's uh, Rico says several times sugoi. It's awesome. It's so good. It's super cute, man. I'm really I'm really loving this. Um, and before they leave, uh, Reg finds in his pocket or in the, in the pocket of his bag or something, he finds this little box and it's got a note in it. And he's like, what? Uh, he like, it's a secret note apparently that he's not sure how it got there, but he pops it back into his bag. Uh, Rico grabs onto him. They jump off this little pier, like right as some people who live in the slums are waking up like, ah, yeah. these damn brats, they won't shut up. And you just see. It's a really cool scene where you just see yeah. uh, his and arm. Yeah, you see the the this extendo hand hanging onto this little this little uh, this little uh, uh, um, rail. This yeah, this yeah, little the railing rail. on the end of this pier. That's just you find out they they mentioned earlier that the slums are like they kept building onto it and they extend very far over the abyss. Like one of these houses fall, a lot of people are just falling in there. But there's this little pier kind of thing with this railing on it that they're all standing on when they have these tearful goodbyes. And the last thing you see of them is Reg's hand hanging onto that railing. He jumps backward, Rico hanging onto him, him holding onto her. And they just slow, they just fly down and you see that the cord from his arm just kind of waving as they disappear from sight and you only see blackness. Mm -hmm. And then it just ping pulls tight. And then the hand lets go and it zips go down and, and it's gone. Wave and then there's a little wave and the hand's gone and that's the last you see of him. I loved it. It's I a thought, really, it's it was a really, really great ending. That was a really cool episode. scene. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really cool. And then it's on to episode four, the edge of the abyss. The edge, of as the we abyss. know, is the first, the first layer. It is indeed. So this one starts with a pretty great scene that you mentioned earlier, where. Um, Reg is sleeping. Rico is sleeping, kind of like laying against him. And he doesn't seem to have his arms because you find out, oh, they're strewn about, like wrapped around them, like this mesh of his own arms that uh, uh, apparently a security measure because yeah. she's like, what's going on? And when she wakes up and she touches one of the cords and Reg immediately, who's here get away get away get away like it was a he's he's, yeah. in the, he's his own alarm system it's a super cool scene like this i wrote down reg is a resourceful little robot yeah like he's, he's really awesome. cool man you're super awesome i love him i love these characters i love all of them i just want to give them all a hug so this one there's finally a slightly less exposition we just kind of we just kind of get the story and it's yep. pretty great they're going through this area um they're, they kind of talk for a little bit. They see, you know, they look up and see that oh, they're already so far down. She sees this marker that's like marking uh, 300 or 400 meters and like they're already so far past that. Mm -hmm. It's really neat. The um, furthest she's ever been. Mm -hmm. And we get an anime tummy grumble. 
Um, hungry. Hungies. And uh, they end up, Reg ends up uh, like just walking on the bottom of this little river area and grabbing a couple of, uh, I think they were called demon fish demon or fish. devil fish. Yeah, demon fish. And uh, we get Rico's recipe for her demon fish stew, her special yeah. stew that she makes. And she chops them up. She saves the energy for like uh, st- st- uh, smokes she them. Smokes them yeah. yeah, like jerky. And then the actual meat of the fish. Yeah, throw it in a pot. Boil some water. Throw a little of this some kind of spice. I forget what yeah, she called she had it. Some seasonings with her. Yeah, some cool seasonings. She had a name for them. I don't remember what it was. It looked like salt. Yeah. Um, and ta-da! And Reg's just like this looks. What I forget the word he says, but he it does not look good to him. It seems very bad. Yeah. And he takes a sip and he's like, "That's pretty good." Yeah. And he just downs it, man. It's apparently it's better very than her good. rice balls, is what he says. Her rice bombs, her, rice her bombs. Rico bombs, she calls them. Yeah. Which were earlier in the show these massive rice balls. You know, usually you see a rice ball in an M&A. It's like a cute little white triangle with a little, yeah, a little bit black of the square. little black square, the seaweed square that's yeah. holding it, that you hold on to. These suckers she were making were these giant like <laughs> they just have the little black these huge soccer, like balls. soccer ball yeah. yeah with like covered in the black thing <laughs> it was wild man it's pretty great um but yeah she you ever had a rice ball before i have yeah, not with the little i have not me either man i feel like that's that's not a thing you usually see around here it's not but i wish we could find them i've had a lot of cool food that they mention in anime that's kind of hard to find oh what a weeb <laughs> anyway <laughs> I had some melon bread before That was good Sure Anyway uh, Sure 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 uh, So they go on from there um, There's a bit after they've eaten They're packing up And Rico's holding her star compass again Dubious He says it's, it looks dubious I think Something like that Maybe it's Maybe not I feel like it is dubious though I will look it up later but yeah, he uh, they, they they're hanging out. They're getting ready to leave, and she has her star compass out. She's there. She's moving it around, and like, uh, Reg notes that no matter how hard you shake it or where you move it, it always points down. She's like, oh, let me see, and she's like shaking it real hard, and she ends up dropping it. It goes into the river. They chase after it. Reg tries to grab it with his metal extendo arm, yep. can't grab it, and it goes over a waterfall and it gone. And she gives a, she says back. something, uh, something like. Uh, everything that's taken from the abyss will someday be returned or something like that, which is apparently a uh, quote that someone told her. I can't remember who it might've been Habo or leader, but somebody told her that um, it's a, uh, yeah, just a little scene where she just loses that star compass. Maybe she'll find it again. Maybe that that'll pay off. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. I don't know, but um, could be gone. Yeah, man. Uh, at this point, uh, Reg pulls out that little secret note that he had and shows her it's uh copies of all of Liza's um notes and stuff with all the pictures and notes on it. Yep. And a a little red note that just says I'm coming after you. I'm coming for you. Yeah, I'm coming for you. Something like that. And they they kind of speculate on it. Uh Rico deduces that it's leader. Leader slipped it into slipped it on to, into into Nat into Reg's pocket when he bumped into him that night and because he knew he knew they were leaving and now he's gonna be coming for him. Oh gosh, what's going on? So they they decide we gotta take off, we gotta move, we can't get caught. Alright, well I'm not looking for this anymore. I was trying to find the scene where she's uh, did you see some spoilers, bro? On YouTube. I just I not necessarily spoilers. 
kind of spoilers. Don't but but not, I'm not. Here. I'm not going to say anything. It was just enough to where I was like, <gasps> "Whoa!" All right. Well, it was more of an image than it was, uh, which I guess is a spoiler still. So. I'm not going to talk about Thanks it. Thanks for just, bringing that up. I'm just going to say that I saw a little too much. Don't go looking for a scene in this or uh, of this anime on YouTube unless you finished it. All right. Well, well do you have any guesses what I saw? I don't want to guess. You don't want to guess. I want to go in blind. You don't want to know. And now, now I'm just going to be sitting here thinking about it forever. Thanks for that one. Now, now I'm, You're welcome, everybody. You're welcome I'm, for, that, for that. My, I'm prepared, dude. My butthole is clenched. Oh, Jesus, dude. <laughs> You're going to break a ruler off in there? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, ain't nobody raiding this cave. Jesus Christ. Can we stop talking about butts? I have a feeling that the anime is not going to let it go either. So. Well, I mean, we get one more wiener reference in this episode, so let's get to it. Yep. Um, as they're, time. As they're taking off, they get attacked by a silk fang, which is this wild-looking spider monster yeah, it's thing. Yeah, big old spider. Um, Rico, Rico, after they escape, it mentions, oh, we're nearing level two, but Reg sees someone's following them someone someone someone's up there and they end up like taking off and whoever this person yeah, is they think fashion they, the in fashion all you can see is a little flash mm-hmm. uh, uh <laughs> all right here's a reference no one will get it's like it's like the glimmer man because all you see is a glimmer and then he's there yep. no one gets that one that's okay, a yeah. really really bad um well, who's the guy with the ponytail the action guy steven seagal it's a really bad steven seagal movie that my mom loves. Anyway, moving on. I need to bring that up. This ain't the Steven Seagal podcast. Although, if anyone out there wants to start one, hit me up. Oh, yeah, um, you got some Steven Seagal? I got, I got some Steven Seagals. Any a popo? <laughs> I mean, he had that show. Anyway, this is not the Steven Seagal show podcast. They end up getting tracked down by who may as well be Steven Seagal. It's Uncle Habo, yeah. who Reg actually calls who Hablog. He's extremely fast. Extremely fast, despite being a fairly portly... He looks like a mountain climber from yeah. Pokemon. Like that's exactly what he looks like. He looks like. like you know he yeah he looks like a mountain climber from Pokemon. That's perfect. He that's looks, exactly what he looks like. He looks very big and jolly, and he's bearded and fun, much like myself. He doesn't look like he diddles kids. All right, see, we could stop bringing that. We could have cut all that out, but we now could it has have to stay in. But now it's staying in. Now it has to it, stay I, in. It was Roger. already decided to stay in. I'm not making that many cuts. You're a monster. I'm making sure the audio is good, and I'm throwing us up. All right, I'll edit this episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, fuck you, man. I know how to work audacity. Anyway. I, I believe you, dude. But <laughs> anyway. this is not audacity. Okay, this is audition. All right. They're Stuff. not paying us. We Until they start. <laughs> you know what? Audition, fuck you. Until you start paying us, I'm not saying the name of your shit anymore. As far as I'm concerned, this is audacity. Yeah, that's what I use. Let's get a sponsorship going here. You know what? Nike, fuck your shit. We're all, we're all about Reebok until you start paying us. I'm going for the big sponsors, damn it. McDonald's, you're on notice. It's all Carl's Jr. in this house. <laughs> all right. Anyway, I had five guys today. Did you like it? Yeah, man, it was good. The the fries. Did you get like? Uh, did like, you get just the fries? You get like a veggie burger. They, they have, have veggie they burgers. Have, they have like a a veggie burger, but essentially it's just every vegetable they have sautéed with cheese and thrown mm. on two buns. That's real nice. They man, they have some good veggies. Yeah, That's man. Some, just, I did have some really Carl's Jr. I did have some Carl's Jr. a few nights ago. It's they're doing it right over there, yeah, Carl's I mean, Jr. Especially if you go late at night. That's when the cool manager works. Hey, this isn't the fast food podcast. Can okay. we cut that out? No. <laughs> Staying. Right. This is why our episodes are two hours long, you dick. All right. <laughs> 
So, uh, Uncle Uncle Habo, uh, who Red calls Hablog, is the one who in, who ended up uh, following him. He snatches up, he stops him, he snatches little Red up. He's like, ah, so you're the you're the guy. They have a name for him that like, like he's a supreme, yeah, relic. supreme relic. It's like all all something. I don't remember, but they have a name for what that they call him. That's like it's the name for a supreme like super rare relic. And Habo Habo Hablog, whatever his name is, snatches him up. And he's like, so this is the guy, huh? This is the little relic wow he's a little robot boy and he says ah, it's all mechanical huh here comes that wiener reference and he as he's holding him up in one arm pulls his shorts open with the other and says nothing mechanical about those balls of yours i'm like jesus christ habo my weenie senses are tingling <laughs> why does this keep ha- why does everyone care so that's that's three out of four 75 percent of the episodes of this show mention this robot kid's wiener like why does this keep <laughs> happening I don't I don't know where this show's going. I hope there's less wieners there. You sure? Yes. <laughs> it feels I mean they're children for God's sake. It's weird. It is weird. It is a little strange that they, they go all out on the penis jokes here. I mean they're kids. It's not for the, like for the it's one time. Like, it's not like when we were kids we weren't like, you know, checking out each other's Johnnies and weenies, but I mean that's shit that happens as kids. You play doctor and whatnot, like when you're little bitty. But also it's I do feel weird seeing it in a show. I don't know. It's odd. Wait, what were you doing as a kid? Well, you never you never played doctor. Not like, show me your weenie doctor. No. I'm not the weird one here, Roger. Okay, buddy. All right, we're going to talk. No, we're, I'll, have, no, I'll we're take having this out. I'm taking my... No, we're having this out. Because you made me feel... I said no jizz talk before. Right. It's happening. You made me feel weird about knowing what jizz smells like. Let me ask you this, Roger. Let me quiz you real quick. Hey, Roger, do you know what poop smells like? Mm-mm. That's bullshit. You never took a shit and smelled it. Of no, course, why you can, would I do you some can sick smell shit your like own that. shit. You can smell your shit when I've you take a like, shit. I've never like dipped a finger in it. Though, I'm not though, saying you dipped it. a finger in. I'm saying you took a dump, but before you flushed, you were like, "Man, that stinks." That definitely has happened to you. I'm not saying you went smearing on your face. And when when I jizz, it's sitting there, and I can smell it. Oh my! I'm saying, God, dude. Obviously, now there are two explanations for why you wouldn't know. Wait, what, wait why wait, is it? Stop. There are two explanations for why you wouldn't know what jizz smells like. One, you're the only person on earth whose jizz doesn't have scent. Or two, you're not jizzing enough. End of discussion. Oh no, 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 Let's no! We're not on. done this discussion. No, we're done. I, I want to know why your jizz is just sitting there. It's not just sitting there. I'm saying like you have no disposal for that jizz. You, you just let it. The jizz, but I mean, you okay. just let it go wherever. Like we'll wipe that no, up in a minute. No, you. You do your business, you clean it up, and you get rid of it. You gotta, you gotta remember, do you get it? I'm gonna give you a life lesson because it sounds like you need to do. You need to hit the three S's. We talked way too much about jizz. Shower and chowsterbait. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like all this needs to be cut out. No, let's keep going. No one listened to this episode. Just, just turn it off. This episode about the kids. Fuck you. Fuck you. And the weenies. We are earning that explicit tag, goddamn it! Yeah, we are. <laughs> people got people like us, man. We we got a small, growing, good buddy universe out All there. All right. Anyway, and they're as weird as we are. Nothing mechanical about those balls of yours, uh, <laughs> Nat and Ch- <laughs> Roger. Rogers just puked his coffee back up. That was that was a spit take. Uh, Nat and Shiggy uh, apparently went to Habo to ask for help. They right. said they they specifically said, look. You need to promise us you'll. We need to make sure they get as far as they can go. We need you to help them. And I'm like, Habo, why are you? What is happening here? Why are you? 
like assisting these kids in what is essentially a suicide yeah. mission. Like, holy moly. But he does it. He 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 actually doesn't do it. He, he they 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 refuse to let him help her, uh, help them. And Rico, this is like which is even more dangerous. This is like the fourth time she like apologized to someone. The way she does it is she bows really hard and slaps him with her long pigtails, and uh, like that's how she that's how she apologized. She says, "I'm sorry. No, I don't want your help. I have to do this on my own." And he says, "You know what? That's real. You know, you're a cool kid. All right, here's some here's some rice balls or something. He has like steamed mustard, yeah, mustard rolls vines. or something." Mustard buns. Never had those. Never I'd had those either. Though. And uh, yeah, he he basically sends them on their way. Uh, gives them a little vial of some kind of liquid that's supposed to help with the with the cave curse, the the sickness or whatever, mm-hmm. the the curse of the abyss, and sends them on their way. And they keep on a go. And he also, before they leave, mentions. Look, when you get down, you're going to get to that, uh, I think it's the second level sca- sca- camp or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he mentions. Look, you're going to meet someone named Ozen the Immovable. And that was, he explains that that was uh, a, a friend of uh, Liza's who actually was the one who helped carry Rico back yep. in that in that weird relic egg thing. And he explains, look, and, and Rico's like, awesome. I want to meet her. That sounds awesome. I want I want to meet this person. She's also a white whistle. I want to I want to meet her. She she's I owe her my yeah. life to some extent. And, and Hobo tells her something's hey, weird. Yeah. Don't, don't think too much about about her. She's a little strange. There's something yeah. off about her. Something's going on here. So don't get don't get your hopes up. Essentially, about meeting this person and then yeah. meeting somebody wonderful. Like yeah, you it's kind imagine. of a weird bit of foreshadowing. Like I don't know what's gonna happen yeah, with either. this Ozen person, but I'm interested. But yeah, um, and then uh, as they as they continue and they get down to very close to. Uh, the forest of temptation. They're about to go ahead and take that last bit and go to the second level. Um, this is when reg kind of muses to himself, you know, second level. They said, if you go to the second level, it's a suicide. They, they're not coming for Mm -hmm. you. And he talks about how this person says, uh, this person left him a note saying they're coming after him. They assumed it was leader. They still don't know for sure. Yeah. But at this point, no, no one's coming after you. Maybe, maybe the beast and monsters, but yeah, no one's looking anymore. Once you go second level, and that is where they end up going. Um, no one from above's looking for you. It's it's pretty great. We get another like cool little ending sequence. Um, I mean, it's the same ending sequence from earlier, but it's super cute, and I wanted to mention it here. And we see several scenes with this little bunny person who I can't wait to meet. I say bunny kid because it definitely looks like a bunny girl, but we don't know for sure. Yeah. I don't know. It looks like a Viera. It does look an awful lot like Vieira. And that season, that's episode four. We made it to episode four. Yep. And we only talked about weenies and butts and jizz a little bit. <laughs> I'm I'm really sorry, you guys. He ain't sorry. I am. Don't be apologizing, dude. I'm sad. Nobody wants to hear your sad sack apologies. They want us to be for real. They want us all in. But, so... There are a lot of questions left open in it. it I is, got a lot of questions about it, yeah. Yeah, it... it Brings you really into this world. I can't wait to watch more of it. And I can't wait it. to watch yeah. more. I'm super into it. I, I mean, what we've been doing, what I've been doing anyway, is uh, we record on Friday. We put them up on Saturday. Uh-huh. And I, Sunday YouTube version comes up. Yeah, Sunday the YouTube version goes up. I usually don't watch this show until Thursday, so it's super fresh. Yeah. I might go home and watch some more of this. This yeah, show's really Generally, cool. I wait till Thursday, too, but man, I am very intrigued. I really want to know what's happening. And yeah. I don't want to forget anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I'm at a real like dilemma here. 
And also, I just caught up to the English dub on Super, which... Um, and also, you just saw a spoiler. Not that big of a spoiler, though. Yeah, all right. It was just an image. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now that I'm current, because Dragon Ball, okay, it's like the one anime I can't do in subs. Now you're and, caught on on the English version. Yeah, and meanwhile, a, everyone who can deal with the subs is like, dude, you haven't seen the finale. Yeah. It was so great. Wait until you see Jim. Oh, my God. Oh, this guy. He's got that. Yeah. Seems awesome, but oh. I mean, I'm out of anime there, so I'm out of Super to watch. Um, I don't have any any other series kicked up. Maybe I'll try out that girl in Lagan. Um, Please do. I'm begging you. Um I'm gonna you're gonna watch I'm gonna force you to watch it and I'll watch I'll watch uh Mongolian Chop Squad yeah, back. Very good. I'll watch that finally. But my whole point here is that I, I'm just really, really dying to kind of get back into this one. Yeah, this one's it, super red. It feeds you so well to Yeah. To keep you wanting more. They really they give you just enough information that you want to know what's happening next. Then they give then on episode four they finally like kind of stop with the exposition as much and go into like straight yeah, up you're, story. You're and going I in really want to know. You want to know? Going in, the, baby. Yeah. What is that chalice place? I want to see that. The the g- giant goblets or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Goblet of giants. It looks. It all looks really cool, man. Yeah. I, and the, the art is so cool. I'm really enjoying this one yep, so far. I'm, I can't I'm wait to see more. All in on it, dude. So I hope I hope everybody else watching has has kind of got in on to it. Nice one too, um, because it's it's really good. It's really, I'm glad that we went with this one. Yeah, man, I'm super psyched. The other ones I read through, like you know, I watched the first episode of this one and another one, and I had to choose between them, which I thought both were good. But this one, I'm I'm really glad that I chose it. Yeah, man, I could feel a sense of intrigue from that first episode, and it just builds that so well. But I'm super into it. I can't wait to see more. It's super good. Mm-hmm. Moving so, on. Do we have any questions? We have one question from our buddy Clayton. Uh, and we it's, got it's, some questions from the good, good buddy universe. Let me pull it up real quick. No, no guitar selling this time. All hail. Oh, you're going way too far now. Come on, pull up the thing. That was a ripping solo. That was a ripping solo. That solo freaking ripped. Felt like it was a little long. All right. <laughs> Come on, we're already going over time. Okay. We talked a lot about jizz. I think we're okay, buddy. I think we're doing okay. Clayton asks, What are the most overused tropes in anime, in your opinion? Hmm... We there was one actually that I mentioned in here that uh, as I mentioned I was like oh that's a pretty big trope and I don't remember what it was but you do you have any man yes okay so this is this is very I would say it's very nitpicky it's very uh, minor it's aesthetic purely mm-hmm. but oh, yeah. circular glasses in anime dude. <laughs> Or, or very glasses, very maybe the super rectangular ones too. Uh, I think glasses in general are always the sign of you being kind well, of. And a they'll, dick. they'll they'll do this bullshit where they don't put little side pieces on them sometimes too. Like the the pintnins or however you pronounce yeah. that, the glasses that just hold onto your nose, the Morpheus glasses. Yeah, what's up, Morpheus? I hate them, dude. I hate them. But it's mostly like like Vash the Stampede. I love Trigun. I love Vash. I love hate those, glasses. those damn glasses. I love those glasses. And they they These give them cool. the, they had little zigzags on the side. Yeah, there's I will give them at least they have the the little earpiece that holds on to your head. 
But um, I'm sure there's a better word for the earpiece that hangs on. I'm you wearing know, freaking Ghost, glasses. Ghost in the Shell, the anime, took it another level by giving Bato those yeah. without them even being yeah. glasses. They're those just, are just his eyes. Yeah, just little dimes. <laughs> you got them dimes, man. <laughs> uh, but I hate those glasses, dude. I hate them. And, they, and to this day, they still get put into anime. I got gotcha. you. Um, I'll say I've got two that kind of bum me out. Um, not really bum me out. One bums me out. And that's how like just how like if ever there's a show where like there's guy character, girl character, usually there's at least one girl character who's like super ditzy and has big boobs and almost guaranteed she's gonna like be running to class or something run into that guy and either land with her boobs or underpants in on, his face yeah on the face yeah that one really bums me out it's pretty annoying it's just like well this isn't even this isn't cute or sexy this is just this is someone's dream and they drew it <laughs> this is what you want to have yeah. that's never happened man chill out chad it's never gonna happen but the other one and this one doesn't bum me out as much as much as much as it just like happens all the time in every show it did happen in this one it's that hungry tummy growl oh yeah that happens a lot it even it happens does. it happens a whole lot it's often like a plot point it happened like three times in freaking uh uh a recovery of an mmo junkie yep we keep mentioning that eventually we're gonna, we're talk gonna about do it. that one eventually <laughs> it's super cute but uh so if it, you want to be ahead of the curve yeah man very good it doesn't, I don't, that one, I don't think, I won't say it bums me out. It's just kind of annoying that it always happens and it's often like yeah, a plot point. It's a really, it's, and that it's, one at least it makes sense. So. Sure. It's always, it always used, makes sense. It's always but. used as a way, like it feels like, it always feels like someone couldn't figure out how to go to the next scene. Mm -hmm. So instead of actually having a reason, they just go, oh, cut to us eating rice balls. Like that's always what ends up happening. It's not really a bummer as much as it's just, Come on, man. Write better. Yeah. <laughs> not that I'm like a writer. I'm Even not critiquing junkie, anyone. Kind of has a, a purpose as to why that is. Though. Well, yeah. I and, uh, I like that show a lot despite it. So obviously yeah. I, it's not that big a deal for me. Yeah. It, I mean, there are plenty of animes like Trigun that I like. The stupid glasses. The stupid I glasses. Still, I can look what gets past me is that like just... that's how you tell someone's great. What gets me is when they have the glasses and they do that like middle finger push the oh, glasses up. Oh, it does up. a lens flare across. Yeah, it, like, they get the flash. lens flare. You get you get that for a brief second. Everyone with glasses looks like freaking uh, 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 Shinji's dad. Like, yeah, uh, that's the worst. Oh, dude, he's got like transitional lenses and stuff. <laughs> he just looks like the ultimate dude. Give me about Shinji. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, yeah, I think those are my tropes. Yeah. So, guys, if you if you want to send us in questions, we highly you know recommend that you do. It'd be really fun for us to answer them all. We will answer them. If you even have comments, we'll answer it. You can send that off to the Good Buddies Anime Podcast at nope. gmail dot com. Nope. Oh, sorry. Nope. You fucked it up. I did. Say it again. Say it right. Do it good. Come on. You can send it to the Good Buddies Anime Pod at gmail.com. I should have spelled it, man. You should have spelled it. it. I did it. Spell it now. T H E G O B U D D I E S A N I M E P O D at symbol G M A I L. You don't have to spell Gmail, you dick. Dot C O M. 
Period. C-O-N. You blow. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, good episode. Uh, yeah. I feel like we wrapped it up pretty good. It was a fun time. Yeah. I'm saying it right now. No jizz talk next episode. Let's go. You sure? I'm I'm making a commitment. Is it going to happen? If you bring it up, that's on you. But I'm, I'm saying it right now. All right. I think we're good. <laughs> All right, good buddies, universe. Be sure to send us in some questions, some comments. We'll read them off. Uh, thanks for sticking out with us for a whole new series. We're we're two series in now, and it's only gonna get deeper and darker from here. Talking about his butt. Yeah. All right. Oh, in that cave. <laughs> Love you guys. See you good guys bu- later. Take it easy. Uh, signing off. Oh, wait. One more thing. I do want to make sure I say this. I know y'all love that theme song at the beginning of the show. Oh, yeah. That is Paper Doll by our good buddies, uh, Married, Married with, with Sea, sea Monsters. Monsters. You can check them out on Spotify. That specific song is a single that you can only find on marriedwithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. Check and it, it is out. It's a free download. It's a free download. They're yeah. not really a band anymore, apparently, but they got a lot of good music. The backlog yeah. is great. They, they all got a lot of stuff going on. This is the best all way. Very close this is the best way to be a hipster. Is this band doesn't even exist anymore. Check them the fuck out. They're so yeah. good. Anyway, yeah, slash I, the Mary I, I Janes, used, right? I, yeah. That was the the Marvel tag for them or whatever because they did a little work for Marvel. They Kinda did a little cool. work for Marvel. They're that cool. Kind of cool. They had, they had like a there was a there was a some Spider Man mobile game that went out that one of their songs was in. You gotta yeah. face it, tiger, face it, tiger. Yeah, face it, tiger. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, check them out. Look them up. It's amazing. Our good buddy Cat is the lead singer slash guitarist, and she's amazing. It's yep. all good. It's also good. Yep. Isn't Slim in there? No. No, Slim's not. Slim was in Stool Boys. Slim was I'm in tripping. my band. I'm yeah. tripping. Check out Stool Boys. Don't really. They're fine. Yeah. No. Don't. <laughs> You can hear some classic songs, Bassmaster of My Dreams, Girl in the Camo Dress, Beer Buzzards. You're the worst. Uh, while we're at it, check out Rapid Kick Media on YouTube. All yeah. right. Check it all out. <laughs> check it all out, man. If you are viewing this on YouTube and you made it this long, subscribe. We love you so much. I'm sorry for all if the If you're listening talk. to our right. audio spot and there's an, a, an area to give stars or review, please give us... Five stars. I feel like Max I feel like stars. shilling for stars after we went so long and talked so much about ding dongs, butts, and jizz. I feel like this is not. You Leave know us what? a five We're star gonna, review I'm and not, say if you like ding dongs, butts, and semen, this is bu- the podcast for you. Good buddy universe. I'm not gonna ask for your stars. I'm gonna fucking earn them. Next episode, let's go. Brandon out. Bye guys. <laughs> Love you.